Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Ah, we're in the Gospel of Mark, in the third chapter, and we've come to an encounter here that is often misunderstood, often misinterpreted. <clears throat> the enemies had a heyday with this particular passage. So let's just jump into it. The 22nd verse of Mark 3 says this. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, so let me stop right here. You have scribes. These are Pharisees who knew the law, and they'd heard that someone was out here in the wilderness, someone that was outside the cities, uh, that people were following. It's Jesus. Remember how we've seen previously that people were coming from all over the region, many, 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 many miles to come and hear him and to experience him, really. So they're coming to check him out. And the other gospels give us some insight into this, okay, what all was happening with this. Well, they come and, and their role and their function is to determine whether this person is actually of God or not, okay? So here they come, and Mark just cuts to the chase. He says this, the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebul, and he cast out the demons by the ruler of the demons. So that was their uh, conclusion to who Jesus was and what Jesus was doing. First of all, that he's possessed, that he's possessed by the evil one, Beelzebul, and that, yes, he cast out demons, but he's casting out demons by the ruler of the demons. And since he's possessed and he's got the ruler of the demons within him, he's telling the demons where to go and where to come and do all this kind of stuff. And the demons are being obedient to him because he is possessed by the chief demon. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> Verse 23 continues. And Jesus called them to himself and began speaking to them in parables. And so uh, this tells us a couple of things. Jesus hears about this. And then Jesus called them. And says, hey, come over here and see me. Come visit with me. Come over here. He called them to himself. Of course, they went. And he began speaking to them. Were there other people around? Likely. But it says that he's speaking to them in parables. Remember how the Lord spoke to those who were unbelievers and those in the world in parables. And when you, when you read these things I'm about to read right here, we often don't think of them as parables. But the scripture describes them as a parable. So Jesus asked a question. First thing he said was this. How can Satan cast out Satan? Okay, it goes right to what they were saying. You're saying I'm possessed by Beelzebub, Satan, the Lord of the flies. Then how can Satan cast out Satan? Jesus continues, verse 24. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. If Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but he is finished. <laughs> and so it's just pure logic right here. Jesus is saying, hey, you're accusing me of being possessed by Beelzebub. And if I'm possessed by Beelzebub, why am I casting out demons out of a demon? And he talks about a kingdom, and he talks about a house, and he talks about Satan. He's talking about the house of Satan. He's talking about the kingdom of Satan. He's also talking about their houses. He's talking about the house of the religious rulership, okay, the thing that they have created and perverted out of God's uh, law and out of God's people. He's saying, you can't do this. But then he continues, verse 27, 
But no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his property unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Verse 28, Truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. And then the last verse, verse 30, Mark makes this statement. Because they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. So Mark sort of wraps this up and gives us help right here in understanding what Jesus is saying. And this whole thing where Jesus said, blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you never receive forgiveness. People refer to this as the unpardonable sin. Uh, I don't like that phraseology at all because it, it guides our mind in the wrong direction. People will come up and you'll share the gospel with them. They say, yeah, I want to be saved. I'd love to be saved. I believe everything you say, but I can't because I've blasphemed against the Holy Spirit before. And, the, and Jesus himself says that if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you'll never have forgiveness and you're going to be guilty of eternal sin. That's not what Jesus is saying. What he's saying is this. These religious rulers were saying that Jesus had an unclean spirit. Jesus was moving under the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that because the Holy Spirit's mission right here, and that's the whole point of all this. Jesus was doing everything he did at the behest of the Father by the power of the Spirit. And yet the religious rulers were saying, he's doing it by an unclean spirit. If they continue in saying that, and they refuse to believe, and I'm talking about they as a whole, and I'm talking about them as individuals, particularly as individuals. If they continue to say, no, it's an unclean spirit, it's an unclean spirit. If they continue to refuse to believe that it was the Holy Spirit, then they're not going to have forgiveness. And they're going to be guilty of an eternal sin. In other words, they're not in right relationship with God. In the vernacular of the new covenant, the vernacular of our day, we would say they're not saved. Okay, they're not saved because they have spoken against the Holy Spirit. They have refused to receive and believe the Holy Spirit. They had rather say that it's an unclean spirit than saying that it's the Holy Spirit. So that's what Jesus is talking about. He says in the verse before that, he says, Truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men. Notice that. All sins. All sins will be forgiven. Let's say you speak against the Holy Spirit. Okay, you speak against it. But then you come along and realize that you were wrong. You repent, confess, and call upon the Lord. All sins will be forgiven. And whatever blasphemies they utter will be forgiven. I think one of the other gospels actually says whatever blasphemies they say against the Son, uh, the son of God, okay, whatever it is, okay, it will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of eternal sin. That's because they have not received the Holy Spirit. They've refused to believe of the Holy Spirit. They continue to point and say that it's an unclean spirit that is happening. So it's real simple. If you refuse to repent and confess, if you refuse to believe, then you will never have forgiveness. Okay? You're, you're not going to be saved. You're not going to be in right relationship with God. And because of that, you're guilty of an eternal sin. In other words, you die in that sin, then you are guilty of that sin for all eternity. And you're going to be judged for it. You're going to be judged and cast into the lake of fire. <laughs> I said something. I don't know what it was. My Google thing went off in there. I wonder what words I said. <laughs> that thing's way too sensitive. I probably need to burn it, right? Anyway, let me read it again. Last two verses. Jesus saying this, Truly I say to you, 
all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men. That's great, isn't it? And whatever blasphemies they utter, thank you, Lord. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal spirit. If you don't believe, if you blaspheme against the Spirit and you refuse to believe what Jesus says, what Jesus did, then you are guilty. You'll never be forgiven and you're guilty of an eternal sin. It's not near as complicated as people have made it, right? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.